listening to JR Out Loud, the podcast for Jewish Renaissance magazine, offering a fresh perspective on Jewish culture. Welcome to JR Out Loud, the podcast of Jewish Renaissance. I'm your host, Judy Herman, and it is my joy, delight to welcome, now I'm going to try to get this right, Alexandra Damiani, is that right? Perfect. Well, thank you. Well, you're saying that. I expect it's in a ballpark position of being okay. Um, and can you just explain your exact position within, is it Ballet Jazz de Montreal or just Montreal? Um, the company name is now Ballet Jazz Montreal. And you say Montreal. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because that, that's for Montreal, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I kept hearing that and I couldn't understand it. How thrilling. So are you originally from Italy? Um, I'm originally from France. My grandparents were Italian. Wow. That's quite a beautiful um, birthright, isn't it? You've got it all. And now you're living in Montreal, which is one of my favourite cities in the whole world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Have you Have you visited many times? Not many, but twice. And once oh, in the spring and once in the autumn I think and absolutely love it. I watched some of the film footage that you've got on YouTube and it's literally to die for almost and it, you know I just cannot imagine and your position in the company is? I'm the artistic director of the yes. company. Doesn't get better than that does it or more difficult I'm guessing I bet you're a busy person or is it a 24 hour sort of job or do you have to make sure you get your rest? Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a big responsibility and very exciting. Uh, I danced for the company, Judy, 20 years ago. Oh. Yeah. When you were 12. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was younger, much younger, for sure. <laughs> and um, the company is 50 years old. It was it's uh, celebrating its 50th birthday. Uh, was founded in 1972. Wow! Oh, yes, yes, I see what you mean. That was 50 years ago. You're quite right. Oh, well, just over now. So, um, this story of how this ballet came to be is so beautiful, and obviously, I want you to tell it to me. Um, so, Leonard Cohen was still alive when it was conceived, and he had some ownership of it didn't he? he had some words on it so can you explain how it came to pass yes so Louis Robitaille who was an artistic director of the company for 23 years um, had the idea back I want to say maybe 2016-17 of doing a show on the music on a selection of songs of Leonard Cohen and doing a dance show uh, around um, Leonard Cohen's um, music and then finally um, you know they they did the selection, approached Leonard Cohen, and he gives his approval, of course, and um, also um, approved the, the songs, the selection of it. It was very important for uh, Leonard Cohen that 
the songs were not only hits, but there was maybe some more recent songs from his latest album. Um, and also the recording was very important to him. So we have some live recording. There is some text also um, where you can, you know, hear him say the poem or talk. And uh, and that was, I, I, I believe it was very important for Leonard Cohen to, to be part of that selection of the recording of those specific songs. And uh, as most likely you know, he passed away. The show hadn't been uh, premiered yet. So now, now then the project took another, another, sh another form, another meaning, another shape, you know. Yes, that was sort of an elegy, wasn't it? A celebration. And Absolutely. I see the show as a celebration of his work, of his life, and of his presence still amongst us through that music. I watched a beautiful video that you, you did in a, an interview on YouTube in which some of the dancers say that they could feel him, his spirit in the room. And can I ask you some questions so, so that people get, I mean, I hope they're going to come and see it, but it's wonderful synthesis, isn't it, of what you see, what you hear. So we're talking stunning dancers and so, and in a moment, I'm going to ask you to describe a bit of your style. Um, costumes are absolutely glorious, but all monochrome. I think all monochrome, is that right? Yes. Yeah, and, and that was magnificent, but they're, they're not all one time. I mean, they're all different variations on a style. Um, and, and they really emphasize the dancer's movement. Then you've got lighting, you've got back projection and... Uh, and as you say, speaking, I think it's one of your dancers speaks. Not, I don't think Leonard Cohen speaks, or does he? Does he... Um, we have recording of Leonard Cohen uh, sharing stories. Oh, wonderful. And we have also the live singing from the dancers themselves, from yeah. two of the dancers. And that's, I, I want to say, it's so touching because we very well know those are not professional singers. We, you have seen them dance for almost 70 minutes or more. And then suddenly they come and that vulnerability and that that just authentic um, experience um, is extremely powerful and pregnant. Um, we were on tour recently with a, with a show and we had the audience singing along. Really? What, this show? You have that at a, at a show, at the dance show. The audience sung along oh. uh, the Alleluia and Marianne. And it was the first time in my life, and I've been in the dance world for many, many, many years. It was the first time that the participation of the audience um, in sharing that moment um, that it, it, it that it happened, I witnessed it, and my 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 heart just melted. It was so, so beautiful. Can I be the mole that you plant that starts singing? So that we can get the Satellite Wells audience singing. That would be amazing, yeah. wouldn't it? I would love it. <laughs> I, don't I, I, I do not know if, uh, if, if uh, we'll see, I guess that would be a surprise if the audience mm -hmm. in London will start singing. However, Leonard Cohen has such a huge um, and meaningful relationship with London. So it's such, it's such an honor for us to bring this celebration of his work, of his music to London. Well, 
thank you for saying that, but we are honoured, delighted, thrilled, full of anticipation to actually see it. So let's talk a bit about the actual company. How many in the company and how many men and how many women? Yes, 14 dancers, seven and seven. And um, what I loved from what I saw was that there is an overall style. There's an overall style to the whole production and to the dance, but there's so much variation in it and the different numbers of people dancing. And I saw a lot of relationships, also men with men, women with women, but it is about relationships, I think. I would say um, absolutely. Um, at the same time, um, it could be so many things. I think it's very rich. To me, it's a journey with Leonard Cohen. I'm taking a walk with him through the seasons. Uh, Leonard Cohen love walking and you'll see the presence is uh, that silhouette of a dancer wearing the trench coat with a hat walking um, throughout the evening is the, is the glue of the, of the mini sections, is the, the link. And I feel that I'm, I'm side by side with him and I managed as an audience to go through the crack of some of his <laughs> lyrics and, and beats because the dance sometimes goes against the beat and it gives an opportunity to visualize, to experience the music in a different way, thanks to the dance. And, and it is also about relationship, therefore, I, I, I think um, the beauty of that show, however, is that it's not so literal. So I think that if we were to talk to someone else, maybe they will see another theme and most likely they would be right. Mm. Um, there's a lot of space for the audience or for yourself, Judy, or for myself to project ourselves and bring our memories, our imagination, our hopes and desire and to project that. And so it's, um, I, I think this is when a show is very successful, when there is this um, caring for the audience, that the audience has the space as as enough um, magic. If it's too literal, I think it, we have to think one way almost. But here with the dance, thanks to the dance and the poetry, there is a lot of space for each one of us to make our own story and to deeply relate to it. Especially we all have, I think, memories of those songs. <laughs> and so there is enough space for us to, to create our own experience with, with that. You know, they all looked as if they, I mean, obviously, don't forget, I've only seen a short, you know, some excerpts, but they looked incredibly engaged, as you say, with, with the music and the words. And and I, you know, you did very kindly put on where one of your, in this interview, does include um, the wonderful dancer and singer who is, who gets, it's Hallelujah, isn't it, who actually gets to sing it. So the idea of singing along with him, would you want to name him? Is it always the same one? Um, yes, sometimes we we change a little bit, but mm. yeah, most often we have the yeah. same one. So, so can you tell me his name? We ought to celebrate it, shouldn't we? Oh, um, so it's actually two women. Pardon? And we have, yes, singing. Right. Yes. And two we women. Have, yes. Mm. Oh, I know. Maybe one. Maybe the man spoke. I can't remember. There's definitely on this recording there was a man. The theme. Oh, on the recording, you're right. It was Jeremy. Oh. He left the company. Mm. So now we yeah. have we have two new dancers. We have another dancer and um, uh, singing. We have Astrid and Hannah and yes, um, yeah. 
And you know, a very uh, multinational company because Astrid sounds like a Swiss name or a German name, perhaps. So it's uh, nine countries. Nine, gosh. So now it's very international. Yet the blue, you know, again, all, we come from all over the world and we're very much based in Montreal. We're very in love with this city. The energy of it imbued our infuses infuses itself into into the creation into the work. Um, yet it is really quite diverse and a representation of of the world on stage. Yeah, um, I got all that just from these little excerpts actually. And of course, Montreal is the, one of the most creative cities I've ever been to, and yet, and one of the most original. And I think just the fact that you are ballet jazz that sounds like singular to me so that's a very good adjective singular <laughs> <laughs> it is a very um surprising name we get i get a lot of questions about the name uh of the company and uh, i love it um because it does give that really unique it, it comes from the 50 years ago when the co-founders of the company love that the mission of it one of the the vision of the company back then was to create ballets on music on jazz music and that was back then very revolutionary mm. um nowadays the jazz as an is not as um present uh, we're going more in contemporary could be any type of music yet i think that it was um the company is 50 years old and giving homage to the, the inception, the, the motivation, the inspiration. Um, I think it's, uh, it's very powerful. Well, so you're pioneers, obviously, aren't you? <laughs> and talk me through some of the other music you've used that we might have heard of. I don't mean Len Kerr, I mean before that, what sort of ballets you bit, what music did you use, have you used? Well, we have a new show full evening on Patrick Watson music, who is uh, also a Montreal um, artist, very, very um, well known and loved here, a beautiful artist. And um, we have done, let's see, in the repertoire. Back then, when I was dancing with the company, we had some Ella Fitzgerald music. Mm. Uh, we had some drums, you know, a lot of uh, drums. We had uh, some of the music now we have with some Gilles Vigneault, um, some Vivaldi also. It could go also a very, we have a new piece on house music that was composed by uh, a Canadian composer has a quite a edginess and sexiness to it so it's quite eclectic i would say the company is not afraid to to go with uh, with music that may seem very accessible for dance right mm. um and so leonard cohen has uh, lyrics and we know it's a very well-known uh, artist and patrick watson also have lyrics and and I think that the company really like creating dances on music that could be easily recognizable and be accessible to a large audience in a way. I think that's really important, isn't it? And you seem to have three choreographers involved. Now, that's really interesting. Yes, so, that was a vicious project. And I think, you know, it could have really been too many too many voices in one show because the show is not in different section it's really one journey of 80 minutes and the uh, different voices so the choreographers we have Andonis 
Foniadakis from Greece. We have Isan Rustem, um, who is based now in Switzerland, but lived in London for many years, studied in London. He's originally from Turkey. And uh, Annabelle Lopez Ochoa. And those three choreographers who have really quite a career in the concert dance and have a, a defined voice worked separately. Um, and then we had a, uh, I'll say, a theater director, Eric Jean, who linked all the sections to make that the journey was very cohesive and whole. And I have to say, it's so beautifully done. Um, it's it's beautiful. The different voices bring contrast um, throughout the evening, and yet it really um, belongs together. Um, and I think that was a tour de force of uh, the entire team, the creating production team. It could have been, yeah, not that good. <laughs> and it, I have to say, um, I've been director of the company for now a year and a half, so... It's an inheriting of that piece, and I'm so proud of it. I think it's a is a jewel. But you were in the company before, weren't you? Is that right? Or... Yes, but many years. So I danced for the company 20 years ago, and then I kept on my career in New York mostly, and then I joined as a the new artistic director in 2021, in June 2021. Right. Okay. Well, congratulations on that. But now fill in that little bit little bit in New York so the first you done is this the first time you've been a director of a company or, you, or you've choreographed what else have you done over those years yeah I've, I've directed also a company in New York I've choreographed as well um, uh, different projects um, and I've performed all over the world with many dance companies and I love also teaching um, education is very important to me Juliet students are in in the states. A lot of university people who are about dancers who are about to to get into the professional world. So you're a real shoe in for to come back to this company at this point with all the the, the experience and love that you've picked up on the way. Um, do you, what sort of demographic of age do you find the audience? Is, is it all ages, or does Leonard Cohen appeal to younger people or not? Well, I, I definitely would say that. Observing, so the past year and a half, we had toured a lot all over the world, um, a lot in Europe, also in Canada, and uh, looking at it, it does feel that it appeals a lot of, uh, um, you know, maybe uh, middle age, I would not say age, but who have a deep connection mm -hmm. with, uh, with the, the artist. However, there is also a young audience coming. And I think that's more the Ballet d'Arts Montréal audience because uh, Ballet d'Arts Montréal, and you can see even in the video, the dancers are very, it's very dynamic. It's, there is a, a sensuality, it's, it's, a, it's, there is a, a, a physicality and something quite uh, a, um, sexy in a way, <laughs> edgy. And so the combination of Leonard Cohen in this world with uh, so much richness and then this really dynamic, uh, quite young and a lot of light force dancers and the meeting of the two create actually a show that is perfect for a large uh, audience. I've seen quite a young generation falling in love uh, with the show, maybe through the physicality and they can relate to those dancers. And then we have their parents and grandparents coming along and they love it for different reasons. And the sharing through generation is so beautiful for me to witness. 
Um, so this show, I have to say, can go from a really wide range of um, of of ages. I'm I'm guessing that was probably the case, although I suspect my ten year old granddaughter might be a bit too young, but um, certainly from teenage, I would say yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So um, tell me about the the dancer's role in helping to create the show again it's this massive synthesis of so many things I mean it's highly technical isn't it so what else can you tell me what else is the most important thing you want to tell me about this show and your beautiful company and uh, um, Montreal what have I got to say for Montreal what's the word how's your pronunciation Montreal Montreal I got it right okay I didn't even realize that you know I've le- that's the biggest thing I've learned is how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> the, the city, I mean, the French, the the French Quebecois way, Montreal. Yeah, I'm to... go the English maybe way will say Montreal. Yeah, exactly. No, and I should have known that from being there, so I'm very ashamed of myself, but very happy to know now. So um, let's talk a little bit more about. I love the idea that you had a dramaturge, so you are telling a sort of story. Sort of. I don't. I don't mean it like that. I meant more like sort of interlocking themes and scenes, perhaps or relationships. There are a lot of relationships of different yes. sorts, aren't there? So, how much of it would he have known about Leonard, our idol? He, he he was aware of the show, and fortunately, he didn't get to to see um you know to see it. Mm. Um, and uh, and I think he once he had agreed, you know, on the on the idea of the show, on the selection of the song, there was a lot of then trust, and so um, it was definitely we feel his presence very much, uh, and it feels of course very good that it was in a way part of it. Um, but in the in the in the more detailed and uh, um, uh, the, the maybe themes and the things, um, it was really the choreographers with Louis Robitaille and Eric Jean and the dancers, of course. And the, as you said earlier, there is projection, there is light. Um, it's in a way, it's a it's a multimedia big show. But what I would say, what's important, I think it's for foremost dance show. Uh, so it's, you know, sometimes when you get to those, it's you have more musical, or there is a really clear story, it becomes theatrical. This is really dance, pure dance, um, yet with a, with some themes and music that is so um so rich that um I feel it's it's kind of easy to go along in the progression of the show, and uh, and there is a lot of um, uh, the you know the link. There is something that is very thanks to the dramaturge and the, the stage director. You can feel that there is an attention to the transition, which sometimes in then shows we you know don't, don't have the time. Right? It's so much dance. So I, I think it's really a unique um, event. Uh, it's not a musical. It's not just a pure dance show. It's not just you know music with you back dancers. It's really a meeting and a of dance and music with beautiful lights and projection and also stage direction. And there is a lot of poetry and elegance. And it's just this beautiful celebration of these, you know, Montreal artists who we, you know, we have so much admiration for. And so something quite unique um, as, you know, was created. Well, that's the most powerful, eloquent 
description. There must be a very close relationship, though, between the whole company, forged by working on this work, and probably also with the people responsible backstage for the lights and the technical. I mean, would you say that it brought people together, the ones who are working on it? Yes, um, I was not there during the process, the creation, um, so I do not know. I think it was also very ambitious and therefore challenging, and I don't think it was necessarily an easy process. What I can say, though, is that the dancers and the team uh, touring the show now, and I as an artistic director of it now, it feels very... Um, you know, you do you do go through a journey. Uh, it's something also. It's a show that brings us together with also the audience. The the we had standing ovation everywhere we go, uh, and we have audience. It's it's such this uh, this love story. There is something so so strong that it does bring all us together with the world in a way, sharing our passion, our love with with. Uh, um, a bigger audience, even thanks to, I think, the music of Leonard Cohen that just, you know, eroded us in like in, in almost an, another another type of relationship with the audience. So it is very definitely like a journey when we experience that together. I mean, I, I feel those dancers at the end, they're like rock stars, you know, it just feels this, this joy and audience getting up and clapping for, you know, a long time. And it just feels this, this amazing celebration for everyone. So that brings us all together for sure. That was so eloquent and beautiful, eloquent and beautiful and elegant. I will obviously I'm going to let you go now because we know how busy you are. But um, and thank you. But just tell me very quickly, can you just tell me what songs are featured? So people will want to know that. Won't oh they? yes, um, I don't have the list right in front. I'll go a little bit from memory, but we do have "Lover," "Dance Me to the End of Love," "Famous Barenko," "Boogie Street," "Sing the Better Way," "Steer." And we'll have, of course, Marianne and Alleluia, uh, Nevermind. That's, uh, so quite quite the, a selection of them. We have also A Thousand Kisses Deep as a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, F is one of my, and there is very little this, it's those moments um, in between dances that, that are transition that give space for us to, to participate in a way and a thousand kisses deep. I, I just, this is a moment that I find so, so strong. But you have to come then see the show and then yeah. you'll have the full list. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, Alexandra Damiani, I hope I got that right. Can't thank you enough for talking to me for JR Art Loud. I can't wait to see this amazing show. Thank you so much, Judy. I hope I'll, I get to see you in London. I hope so too. Anyway, all the very, very best. I really want to meet you after this. There you are. There you have it. If you like Leonard Cohen in any way, if you love Leonard Cohen's like Leonard Cohen like I do, this is only going to enhance your love. And I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. And if you do go and see it, please sing along with Hallelujah. Let's all be moles in the audience that make that happen, shall we? That would be absolutely wonderful. So I'm sharing that with you, dear listeners. You've been listening to JR Out Loud. For more podcasts and info about our events, magazine, and features, head to jewishrenaissance.org.uk.